Good morning, everyone. It's a um, moment of just continuing to wait in God's presence and think about his goodness. To just be still and know that God is sitting on his throne and cares. He condescends. He lowers himself to come right where we are. Are you present to that grace this morning? If you're not, just take your time. Get there. That God, the creator of the universe, the causeless cause, the alpha, the omega, has you on his mind right now. Hey, yeah. So just take a second where you are and be like, well, thank you for thinking about me. By your spirit, tell me, tell me what you're seeing about me. Allow your love, allow your kindness, allow your mercy to touch my real heart. I'm sitting in this seat. I've come for you and nothing else. Just take your time. spirit of prayer in this spirit of worship be magnified be glorified be bigger in our hearts and our imaginations our emotions be bigger be bigger Knock that stuff over that's been vying for our affection and our attention all week. Just knock it over, Lord. We give you free reign to do so. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know, the... way God does things is at times so mysterious because we, we really don't know <laughs> what he's up to fully. Thank God for the scripture that helps us to have a clear picture of what God is always up to and what he's doing. The the The, the I'm going to say talk that I have on my heart today is for um, so, somebody say everybody. everybody. It's for everybody. <laughs> but this talk is for the one who knows that we are to be preparing. Lord, let our worship today 
let the speaking of the message today, let our giving today, let everything we do today be unto preparing for your returning. So I cannot make this any larger than what I just did. Because everything we are doing is for unto Jesus, the one who says, in my father's house, there are many rooms. He says, I go to prepare a place for you, that where I am, you may also be that God's spirit works through helping us to love God and love one another, love ourselves unto preparing to be with him. On the other side of heaven, on the other side of glory, that's the big old picture view. And we're going to go from that huge view to a title that I have for today's talk that I want to call uh, Thanksgiving Challenge 2022. We covered a lot of ground right there. We went from the returning, reappearing of Jesus to Thanksgiving 2022. <laughs> because... From this Sunday, Sunday, August 28th, through November 24th, if you will, or that week, it's the week of the 20th, Sunday is that 20th, the 21st of November is that Monday, that 22nd is that Tuesday, you guys get it. And um, there is a call on this window, this window here, to Thanksgiving, which is why I'm calling it Thanksgiving Challenge 2022. In life, we need uh, finish lines. We need little benchmarkers. Where are my gold people at? Uh-huh, I, got some, I know I got some gold people at the bridge, Lord. We, we, we have to have them because without them, we get lazy. We lose vision. We lack urgency. We stumble about unaware of what am I supposed to be doing? And so I wasn't initially scheduled to speak today, but I, I just believe the Lord switched some things around so that I could speak and give you this message today. So please make sure you hear me. Because <laughs> I, I said, well, Lord, I said, well, you know, I wasn't planning to speak today. What, what, what are you doing? What's up? And just all these things hit my heart. And this window hit my heart. 
this Sunday through Thanksgiving. That we would be a people who are in Christ Jesus, prepared for the good and the bad. You guys are listening by the Spirit this morning. I feel you. I can really feel that. You're, you're doing the right kind of listening. Prepare for the good and the bad. One of the things the Lord will deal with today is just preparing on the or reacting from the defensive. But being a people who prepare because we are looking at Christ Jesus. If God could, and hear how I say this, if God could shake us to any place, it would be great if he could shake us today to the place where we do what we do out of response to Christ Jesus. And not the shifting, turbulent times that are ahead. Oh, no, no, I'm doing what I do. Because I want Christ to be exalted. I will not be moved. I will not be moved. I'm going to be that tree planted beside still water who digs deep. And in every season of political intrigue, of global catastrophe, my face is set on Jesus. If, if, if God could do it, we know he could do it. But if we were willing to be shook where we say, I'm going to walk as a mature person. When the world around me is losing its mind in panic, no, no, no. I'm going to come and bring the solution. I'm going to say, this is how you focus on Jesus. This is how you have peace in a storm. This is what you do with inevitable trouble. And I want us to be prepared to lean in like that from this Sunday throughout that whole Thanksgiving week. I want us prepared. Somebody say good and the bad. Not because we are trying to bring about good or bad, but because we are simply looking and responding to Christ Jesus. Oh, do you want to have favor with God? Oh, it's so easy to have favor with God. God is always looking. Somebody say always. He's always looking for true worshipers. Those who would worship him in spirit and in truth. They're not moved by uh, the winds of change. They're not moved by who's in the White House. They're not moved. But instead, they are. Lord, I've got a revelation that your eyes are on me. Help me, Holy Spirit, to put my eyes right back on you. I'm going to make my decisions looking at Christ Jesus. The wisdom from God. And this is what 1 Corinthians calls them. This indescribable gift. A thanksgiving 
challenge. How will I know I'm doing well from today through that time period? Pastor, how will I know? Somebody say, I ain't no victim. Somebody say, I ain't no villain. This window from here to that challenge, you're going to begin to see and hear these little victim thoughts. Some of you say, Pastor, I, I'm already here there. <laughs> Deal with it in Jesus' name. Get rid of it. But this window is one that when you hear that victim language coming, that villain language, I'm going to get revenge. You hurt me and I'm going to hurt you good. I'm like, you're going to, oh, you dug one grave, you should have done dug two. <laughs> come on, come. <laughs> and the hostility that's increasing around the world is going to stir that up. And it ain't supposed to be in the church. Why do the nations rage, the psalmist said. Huh. If there's a rage coming, I want my heart guarded against it. This window through... Uh, Thanksgiving week, Thanksgiving challenge 2022. When that victim language comes up, it's going to sound like your voice. It's going to sound like it's you saying these bad words. I'm too old. I missed my chance. If it would have happened, it would have happened then. Things like that. You're going to hear it and you're going to be like, oh, that's not me. That's not the Holy Spirit. And you're going to be like, ha, 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 I got gotcha. That thought needs to be cast down. That thought did not come from my father. That thought didn't even come from me. That's a lie. Meant to take me under. So when you hear those things in this little window, I want you to be vehement. I want you to be violent. I want you to be like, um, <laughs> I, I stopped myself right there. <laughs> I want you to be vigilant. I want you to be, I want you to be watchful. So that when you're thinking, feeling, speaking these little lies, you have a sensitivity to it that says, wait a minute. The enemy's knocking at my door. The enemy is knocking at my door. Somebody say, I ain't no victim. Somebody say, I ain't no villain. You are who God says you are through the scripture. You are who God says you, you are who God says you are through the scripture. I started laughing because... Pastor, me and I were talking yesterday, <laughs> and um, and she was saying about 
um, certain declarations, truth statements that are said sometimes that when the rubber meets the road, they don't really help you because you don't know what they really mean. And so Pastor Mia had me rolling, and she said, you know, it's like when people say, I am a daughter of the king. <laughs> About how when life is really challenging and life is complex and you are being assaulted by the enemy, what comes out of you may not be, I am a son of the king. I am a daughter of the king. And we were just having the best time laughing about making sure to use language that is true, true to God, agrees with God, and that is meaningful to us. I put Thanksgiving Challenge 2022 out there because I want you to see God has so much more for you and for us in a short period of time. We underestimate what can happen in a day. And what happens in the spirit in the, in the twinkling of an eye? We underestimate. Well, I imagine one day, okay, it's been four years. Okay, it's been five years. Okay, it's been six years. Can one day be right now? Can, can, can one day be right now? This window, I want you to think of as like a, like a pre-training season. Let's say tremendous good and tremendous bad hits all at the same time. I want you unmoved by it. I want you focused on Jesus. Let's say that tremendous good and tremendous bad hits the nation, hits the world at some point at the end of the year. Let's say. Tremendous good and tremendous, but I want you unmoved. I want you focused on Jesus, exalting Christ, bringing solution where you live, work, learn, and play. I want, when things happen, I want you to say, wait, I think we heard a word specifically about remaining focused on Jesus and not being run and not being intimidated by what's happening around us. Are you with me? Oh, this is good. God is God, but he gives us a part to play, and he even gives us the grace to play our part. Let this window be a time where you are intentional in your efforts. Increase your efforts. Increase your efforts. Have you ever heard of effort goals? There are things that we want, but we really can't control. But there are things that we can do that position us for what we want called effort goals. I've got effort goals where I intend from today through this little window to increase my efforts. Somebody say increase my efforts. Increase my efforts. Pastor, what am I to do in this window? Increase your efforts. So that you are ready for tremendous good and tremendous bad. I almost kind of feel like in some ways I could sit down right now. Because I really, you guys are doing great listening. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for helping us to hear you. In a moment, we're going to hear some clips 
from the last few weeks of our folks who have been sharing the word as an encouragement to us, as an encouragement to us about some of the efforts we can do that we can increase. Somebody say increase. Increase. Before we get to that, I want to share a question with you. If you keep doing what you are doing now, will you be significantly more like Jesus by Thanksgiving 2022? And for those of you saying, yes, amen, increase your efforts. This is approximately 90 days. I think it's exactly 88 days. We're just doing a little window. We're looking at this window. So we're saying, hmm, I want to be well positioned in this end time church. We started this message talking about what everything is unto. Lord Jesus, help us prepare our hearts for what you have for us, not just when we leave this place, not just for what happens on Monday where we live, work, learn, and play, but unto your returning. This big old framework, okay, this big old framework. If you keep doing what you're doing now, will you be significantly more like Jesus by Thanksgiving 2022? It's a good question. It's a good question to think about. Some of you breaking it down. Lord, am I doing what you've given me to do in my marriage? This might be a window for you where Holy Spirit is pressing a pain point. He's highlighting a pain point. And he's saying to you, this pain is your indicator. This is where you need to be focusing over the next over this window for this Thanksgiving challenge. Others of you, it might be in the area of your financial stewardship. Holy Spirit might be saying, how many times have I told you to get your finances together? For others of you, it might be in your health, your physical health. There are doctor's appointments and visits that you haven't had. There are tweaks and switches that you have not made that look, Jesus, because he loves you, say, hey, I want, I want to do this with you. Come on, this is going to help you. This is going to help you. If you address the things that I'm addressing, we're going to partner well in this upcoming season. We're partnering well now, and we're going to partner well in the upcoming season. It is so interesting to me. I've been there. We could all tell stories about when we're given the peaceable opportunity versus when all hell seems to be breaking loose. Things can happen when all hell is breaking loose. Thank God he's God. Thank God we have people who love us, who care for us. But boy, I tell you what, the way of wisdom is to do it when it's a little easier. So hear, hear what the Spirit is speaking to the church in our preparation in this window. 
I want us to get to the end of the year, and I want you saying uh, more things like, man, I am so glad I kept my eyes on Jesus. I'm so glad I built more of my life around Jesus. I'm so glad I didn't watch that new Game of Thrones TV show (laughs) so that I could get more time in with Jesus. I'm so glad I didn't put my kid in yet another activity so that I could spend time with my kid teaching my kid about his or her faith or the faith of our family or my faith. Come on. Come on. We get to the end. I want us to be able to say, oh, my goodness. Now we're debt free. The Lord invites us into his focus. We're saying everything else, let this stuff go away. Somebody say focus. There's a window. I want you to get to the end of the year, us to get there and just be just celebrating the spoils of war. We heard the word of the Lord. We were ready. Because we were ready, we were able to be a greater blessing to those who were connected to us. We were able to be a city set on a hill. Well, yeah, my, my, my marriage is good. I can, I can bless you with some stuff. Oh, these things are good. I can help you here because I, I got my, you know, got it together. Glory to God. Are, are, are you with me? Jesus said in Matthew 7, 24 through 26, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall. Somebody say it didn't fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. I know, I know you guys. I know you guys. You guys already know rockier times are coming. Y'all know that. But even with the rockier times, you know glorious times are coming. But I don't want us to be moved by either one of them. I want to be moved by you, Jesus. I want my eyes fixed on you. You are my rock. I don't want to be so moved by and tossed by these things that I forget that you sent me here for your purposes and your work. I want to see how many people I can help and bless before this year ends knowing that you've created me for good works, that I would walk in them. I'm going to be intentional about it. I'm going to be intentional about it. This heart and spirit of preparation can also be seen in Hebrews chapter 11. I want to read it in the Amplified and in the Message. Anybody know about Noah? Noah built an ark. God told Noah to prepare in the Scripture reads as follows in the Amplified, by faith, with confidence in God and his word, Noah, being warned by God about events not yet seen, in reverence, prepared an ark for the salvation of his family. By this act of obedience, he condemned the world and became an heir 
of the righteousness which comes by faith. Let's check it out in the message. By faith, Noah built a ship in the middle of dry land. He was warned about something he couldn't see and acted on what he was told. The result? His family was saved. His act of faith drew a sharp line between the evil of the unbelieving world and the rightness of the believing world. As a result, Noah became intimate with God. I know I have some Noahs in the room. Oh, Lord, that spirit of preparation where we're looking to you and being led by you in wisdom. Let that increase in us. Oh, do it even now, Lord, more, more, more of your heart, of your spirit of preparation that helps us to be with you, with you, with you, flowing with you, doing life with you to the glory of you, to the benefit of other people. We want the people connected to us to be saved because we are hearing from the Lord, trusting the Lord and building when everybody else is doing uh, something different. Now, but this is what's going on in the world right now. Okay. You better do what God told you to do. Whatever he gave you to do, you, you just better be doing that. Because that is how he plans to reveal himself. That is how he plans to answer some of the prayers we're praying that we don't recognize at times when we are building that ark, that place in our heart and being and following through with the work of our hands. Sometimes we don't realize that our prayer is being answered by our simple everyday act of obedience. Oh, but I hope we see it today. I hope we say, oh, You do it small, Lord. You do it gentle. You do it simple. It's not some big old grand act. It's easy. It's not like it's, oh, this is so much work. He just says, hey, hang out with me. I'm going to lead you. I'm going to guide you. The people that are connected to you will be blessed. You're going to be a blessing. I'm going to make it clear that I'm with you. Let's take a look at these Awesome teachings, just just little segments of how you can increase your efforts, how you can build or prepare the ark of your heart, the ark of safety, the ark of deliverance. Are you with me? Oh, yeah. Good things can go to your head and make you lose your mind. Just the same as bad things. But we want to set our heart and our affections on Christ Jesus alone. Are you with me? All right. Let's take a look at this first one here. This is um, Pastor Jeanette here talking about serving. And all the clips you're about to see are available for free on our YouTube page. So if you could, if you not subscribe, please subscribe. And it's just all there for you. Now, these are just little short clips to help us intensify our efforts to help us prepare the ark of our heart to help us to walk arm in arm linked with our savior to prepare us to glorify god in greater ways to see more of our joy complete and fulfilled oh this is why you put me on the planet at this time 
You didn't call me into a generation where I would be ill-equipped. You called me into a generation to, as the scripture would say, to shine, shine, shine. Let's see that first clip. Because the story of Jesus, Jesus washing the disciples' feet. He didn't do it because he is in need of God-likeness. He did it because he's God and he is a loving God. We, however need training in God-likeness because our goal is to be more like him. So in- Amen. Somebody say training. training. Enjoying Jesus, all these things that we do, it's all unto training, which is why I'm talking about this season as a training season where we remain intentional. Let me tell you something about love. Uh, is that my ginger on the back back there? Okay, sweet. Hello. Do me a flavor and show them the slide that says real love looks like committed time, attention, and energy. Real love looks like committed time, attention, and energy. If I said training looks like committed time, attention, and energy, you would get it. But somehow when we think about what love is and what real love is and what a real relationship is, we don't think about committed time, energy, and attention. We think about, well, you, just, you should just be glad I gave you this much. You should just be glad I'm not cussing you out. You should just be glad I'm not beating you upside your head. Very little. We laugh, but oh, that's real. You you should be happy with my little scraps. When we think about love and we think about relationship with people and relationship with God, we get real lax. We get very neglectful. We lose urgency. But when, as soon as we talk about training, something about us goes, well, duh, if you're training to be in the Olympics or duh, you're training, you're about to go to the championship. You better be training. I thought we were in a race of faith. Where it requires, I put my thinking cap on. I'm going to train on purpose. Lord, help me do what I've got to do so that I I'm submitted to you and I'm yielded to you after you, Lord. I'm not going to lose my mind right now. Jesus, follow, but lead the way. I'm going to follow you. Show me what it looks like to give a meek response. Show me what it looks like to give a gentle response. Show me what it looks like to bring the wisdom to this problem. Show me. Real, somebody say real love. Looks like somebody say committed. committed. Boy, and I tell you what's about the West Coast. I don't know about these places where all the water is, this beautiful water. We just, well, I see. We have that spirit. Well, you know, this came up, and then this came up, and then this came up, and then that came up, and this came. That's not going to get us where we're trying to go. Whatever your excuses are, name them and flush them down the toilet. And say, Lord, I commit to you. I'm committed to my training. Train me in grace. Fill me with hope. Cause me to be one that would be a blessing wherever I go. I'm committed to my training. What's the good work you set out for me today? Help me to sit down somewhere and focus in on you and allow the gratitude, appreciation to hit my own heart before I start the day. Are you with me? Okay, let's see the next clip. 
And I'd like to offer that, uh, offer that if you write something down that God did or that God has done in your own handwriting. And you return to that notebook years later and read what you wrote with your hand. It will reconnect you with that event in the same way that a song takes you back. In a way that simply remembering will not do. Write it out with your own hands and keep that memory out of the hands of the thief. I mean, these guys, like, just every week, they just did a beautiful job. It was so hard to do the clips. For today it was. It was like, Lord, just give me discipline. He said, write it down before the enemy steals it. Write it down so you can go back and read it in your own handwriting. For me, I do, I do, I do a lot of both. I do a lot of writing and I do a lot of typing. But I go back and I read it. And you know what happens to me? It's exactly what he said. Do you know I get reconnected to God in that moment and going back to that moment and it just fills me with greater hope? Y'all don't want me as your pastor without me doing this stuff. I'd be as cranky as some of you. <laughs> You're like, ooh. <laughs> Our pastor is cranky. He's as cranky as I am. I get him, though, so I know what I'm saying. <laughs> I get back, and I go through there, and I read it. And I can't tell you how many times um, I reconnect to that, and God adds more. And then somehow I get anticipation for what's to come. I get a fire, and I get an urgency for what's to come. I don't have will that's strong. Some of you guys have very strong will, whatever. I don't have it like that. I have to say, Lord, take me back. Take me back. And then he starts, oh, he starts stirring it up with me. And then I'm like, well, okay, there's the vision. Come on, everybody, let's go. Doing that out of relationship. Some of you, you need to make sure you keep up with your journaling effort. So all the beauty that you experienced, maybe it was last week, maybe it was yesterday, maybe it was years ago, you have that recorded and you can visit it and allow God to add to what he has already done so that that fog falls away from your eyes and you get vision and you, with vision, you say, come on, we're almost there. We got to do it. Come on, let's go. We're the, come on, let's do it. The world needs those kind of people. That for the joy set before him, he endured the cross and its suffering. Oh, all that time where Jesus and the Father and Holy Spirit were talking about the salvation of mankind, the salvation of the world. Can you imagine when Jesus got in one of the hardest periods of his life, he had so much to draw on because he'd rehearsed it. He had re rehearsed it. He understood it. Okay, somebody say journal. Journal. 
Awesome. Next video. One of the reasons we pray is I want his desire formed into my heart. Yeah. Because I'm making incredibly poor decisions because of my desires. Because my desires have a little bit of Christianity, a little bit of mom and dad's expectations, the culture, and a lot of my personality. A lot of what I enjoy and I want on my terms. And these, uh, these things, these desires, are producing a lot of hardship in my life. And the decisions are releasing consequences that go for decades. So I want to encourage you, if, if you're like, I don't want my life to mess up. I don't want to self-sabotage. I don't want to be in self-deception. Pray. Because prayer will create his desires in you. I'm telling you, it is dangerous to not pray. It is dangerous to not pray. You know why? Because sometimes God will give you what you want. And what you want, you did not find it in prayer. And that is a dangerous place to be. That is ultimate stubbornness. This is what happened to the children of Israel. They were locked into a perspective. They were locked into their own desires. They were locked into their own processing. You don't want that. You're like, oh, God, free me from myself. It's one of my favorite ones. That little moment. Free me from myself. Boy, prayer. If you have a scheduled time to pray, you're right on track. If you don't have a scheduled time to pray, you are off track. You're going to receive more from God on purpose than random. It just, that's the one. And I said, well, Lord, would you give us vision of a church that meets with you on purpose? Talk to God all throughout the day. Listen to God throughout the day. I'm, I'm not talking about that part. Yeah, do that, do that, do that. But I'm talking about that most meaningful moment where I say, God, you know, you, you're the creator. You're my creator. I want to know you better. I want to enjoy you. I want to pray back to you what you've already written in your word I want to take the things that are important to you and I want to pray them right back to you so that we can dialogue about them. What do you mean your kingdom come and your will be done? What do you mean, Lord? I'm engaging God. I always say, I always ask God like a lot of questions, like a bajillion questions. And he helps me because he answers and he shows me the scripture and I'm studying. And, but that has got to happen Somebody say, on purpose. When is your time? When is your scheduled time? May the Lord give you that. And then in this Thanksgiving challenge, over these next 88 to 90 days, make an appointment with God. 
keep it. Oh, Lord, I'm about to miss our appointment. I'm going to have to reschedule that, Lord. Okay. I want to talk to you about what's on your heart. I want to get to know you. That one thing, having a scheduled time with God, that's the game changer. His desires become more your desires. And you're aware, oh, my desire is different than yours, Lord. Dog, I'm tripping. You don't even have to have anybody tell you. You don't even have to read something in the scripture per se at that moment. Because sometimes you'd be praying and be like, you don't care about this, do you, Lord? (laughs) And then you just let it go. You just let it go. Somebody say, make a scheduled time. That one is the most important. Schedule that time. Some of you is going to be nighttime. Some of you is going to be morning time. Some of you is going to be a lunch break time. That's between you and God. Just schedule it. Just schedule it. If anybody hears these words of mine and puts them into practice, he is as a wise man who built his house on the rock. Well, how did you know that it was time to trade? I don't know. I was just praying. and this. Well, how did you know that you need to have that conversation with your kid? I don't know. But just in my time where I was praying and praying for the family, I just felt like I needed to have this conversation with my kid. Oh, well, how did you know that it was time for you to pivot at work? You know, there was just this. Come on. Man, I just love y'all so much. You're such good receivers. Blessing me. I'm looking at y'all. I'm like, oh, Lord, you're doing it. Okay. Let's do two more. Cheryl, let's see Cheryl's video. Saying is, there's an interior reality that needs to happen, <laughs> and part of that interior reality is a lifestyle. And the lifestyle includes giving charitable deeds. So Matthew 6. When you give to the poor, when you pray, when you fast, it's not if. It's not if. And it's not a description of leaders. It's a description of normal Christianity. And what is it? It's voluntary weakness. I want you to get into this. Jesus calls us to volunteer our, like, weakness. We do this thing as Americans, hey, what are you going to spend that money on? If I give it to you, what are you going to spend it on, right? We do that with the poor. (laughs) Here's a lunch, you know what? Because you'll do better things with it. (laughs) He's like, that's not the point. The point was to make you weak. You can't control how that person's going to spend that money. You missed it. You missed the whole point. The whole point was to voluntarily become weak by giving them something that you can't control them. And you're like, no, Cheryl. I see some people's faces right now. (laughs) I'm going to tell you something about Jesus. Jesus throws most seed on bad ground that will never produce fruit. He's not an American. He's not. He's okay with no results. He's like, you still get seed. 
one-fourth, only one-fourth produces fruit. And he's like, still, whoosh. You know, I throw the seed on everything. It's like, not my responsibility. You get to decide how it will produce fruit. Not my responsibility. She brought the fire, and it was like fire in the room when she was doing it because the AC went out. Y'all remember that? I... <laughs> Somebody said it was horrible. <laughs> to know about how many of you engaged in this last fast we did took first steps closer like that was I mean it's it's journaled for me as one of the highlights of the year so far I just I you guys understand that like okay you got this big old bible 66 manuscripts 66 books all this wisdom all this revelation all this advantage that God is doing so that we could prosper with him in every area in our finances in our relationships in our soul life in our spirit in our professional life oh, he gives us this and it's great and it's great but to actually have a church doing that stuff that's in the book it's like Oh, Lord, I see why you keep blessing this church. We're actually taking the word seriously and figuring out, with the Lord's help, how to do this stuff. And I hope you never take it for granted that we have that kind of church, that you have those kind of hearts. I don't take it for granted because I know there are many options that seem appealing and so whatever that do not impart and bring life that are available to us. There's so many other places you could be than right here. You're here for the Lord. But there are so many options that we're getting into. Take on an option like fasting. Like, oh, Lord, you want us to do this. But you look across, and especially in America, you see, oh, a lot of folks don't do it. I'm like, it, ain't it written here? I mean, it's clear. I don't, I never read that. One of the big testimonies we get recurring at this church is, um, oh, like you guys like are actually like really doing this. I just thought it was a weekend deal. That's where people come from. That's fine. You can come from wherever you come from. But to actually, like, take the words of Jesus seriously, that's different. That's, come on, come, just put your hands together. Thank God for that. Come on, put your hands together. It's rare. That's not common. You get criticized for doing what Jesus said do by the Christians. Like, what Bible are you reading, sir? Here it says that I'm supposed to turn the plate over. That I'm supposed to get my sensitivities primed for that which is superior. And stop settling for mediocrity and eating in average. Yeah, 
you're making me uncomfortable because you're following Jesus. It's, it's rare, friends. It's rare. Oh, your church is fasting again? Why are you judging us? How are we going to get what God wants if we don't do what he say? I want my people blessed. I don't know what you want your people full of. Let me stop. Okay. <laughs> Let me stop. We're going to be fasting again every third Monday, third Tuesday, third Wednesday. And it'll be this upcoming September. So prepare for that. You'll hear more about that later. But just way to go. And way to be like, I want to build my life around what you said. I want you to be the big influence in my life. Keep that up. Let's keep that up. Last one. Now, did you know that the King James Bible is the only Bible verse, a Bible translation anywhere that translates that word study? It, it, it's because in, when the Bible, when the King James was translated, study meant to give yourself to. Give yourself to. A better translation is more the NIV. What the NIV says, do your best. Give it, to, give, give it con, con ganas, we say in Spanish. Give it your all. That's what it means to study, to, to go for it, get after it, attack it. That's what it means to practice the spiritual discipline of study. Get after God's word. Don't be a victim, but attack your pain points from God's word. Begin to experience the freedom in that area and then move on to the next. Study to show yourself approved to God. Not study to get approved by God. You're already approved by God. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He sees you perfect as sinless because you're in his son. You can't get more approved by God than that. But now, study to begin, let your life that you're living here reflect who you really are in God. As the NIV says, do your best to present yourself to one approved, already approved. A workman who doesn't need to be ashamed. God says that you're a blessing in this life to others. Get after God's word and learn how to be a blessing. God says that you're a lender and a giver, not a borrower. So get after God's word and figure out how to make the kind of changes that reflect who God says you are. Yeah. We have a group of folks who get together at 9 o'clock for times of leaning in into the scripture. Some of you know the term DBS. Most of you might know the term Bible study. To have time to lean into the word, to have time to get, somebody say understanding. Yeah. And, and it's super important. What, what, we, what we do is, part of this is just how we're wired. Some of this is fine. Thank God he uses it. But what we do is, oh, I saw this nice clip on Instagram. I saw this cool thing on YouTube. I heard this cool thing in this song. Um, I got a little bit from that from my 
deeply. That was good. Yeah. And we, it was kind of like Dale's illustration a little bit for those of you who were here. But what we do is we're very random with allowing things to come. There's a space for that. There's a space for that. I'm not. But what, what the Lord is calling us into is that time where we get a right understanding. For some of you, if you have never downloaded the Blue Letter Bible app, today would be a good day for that. For those of you who have never, maybe you need an amplified Bible for understanding. The amplified does like the definitions of certain words. For some of you, if you just said, you know what, once a week or once a day, however you're led, I'm going to look up one word in the scripture just to understand one word. Very simple. But I've heard these terms and I've heard people defining these terms, but I want to see it for myself. I want to confirm that the things I've been hearing that resonate for whatever reason, for whatever reason, some things will just resonate. They could be as wrong as wrong can be. But maybe you were in a grouchy mood that day. So when you heard some grouch, like drew to like, and you were okay with it. And then it became a part of your theology. Well, God doesn't care if you just stay grouchy for all of your 50 years of Christian living. It's just an example. So I'm just going to get the scripture out and I'm going to learn the definition of one word. Why is it that learning a definition can bring so much revelation? Do you know without knowledge we perish? And if I don't have that knowledge of God that's increasing, I'm in danger of perishing. If I don't know who God says that he is in his word, if I don't know what he has to say about my relationships, my finances, my health, my career, my kids, the world, the pl- all these. If I don't know what he says, I'm in danger of perishing. I'm in danger, I'm going to say it this way, of being irrelevant. Of not no longer being salty. So some of you, it's just I'm going to just do look up one word. And I'm going to know for myself because I read it for myself. Many of you have heard that story of my um, great aunt. Um, old, we called her Old Pot who passed away some years ago. Old Pot would be in church and the pastor would say, today we're going to be reading out of a certain chapter and this whatever. And he would say, this is what the word says. And my Old Pot would ring out. That's right, pastor. Uh, I know that's right. I heard it for myself. I read it for myself. I read it for myself. I know you're not pulling one on me because I know it's written there. I know you're not working me over because I read it for myself. And that kind of knowing, y'all already got it, okay. (laughs) I don't have to preach it. Y'all know it. In times of challenge, it is so important to honor the guides and the tribes that God gives us. The guides and the tribes that God gives us, because that is how we uh, maintain a certain level of support, focus, and vision to remain on track. Treat your guides and your tribes well. 
churches like this. You have people that you pray with outside of this church. You have other things in your professional world. Treat your guides and your tribes well because it's how you're going to overcome challenges. Be strategic. Nobody's asking you. God's not asking you, nor has he designed you. I'm certainly not to figure out how to do something by yourself. But it's to be wise and to link arms with other people who say, you know, Jesus is the goal. Is Jesus your goal in that area? He's my goal in that area, too. Let's just every once in a while encourage one another. Somebody say accountability. There are people in this room. God wants to do so much more in your life, but you won't be accountable. You're not accountable. And you're losing as a result. I can't say it any clearer than that. Today might be the day you let that down and you say, Lord, I open my heart to actually receive the multitude of counselors and do it your way to do this life your way. Some of you, by Thanksgiving, you're going to be trucking at a whole new level of not by might, nor by power, nor by spirit, but after you, Lord, yielding. No, Lord, here you lead the way. I'm not going to rely on all my past successes. I'm not going to rely on my talents, abilities, intellectualism. I'm not going to lean on my money. I'm not going to lean on any of those things. I want to be led by your spirit. I want to be led by your relationship with you. That's how you know, oh, I'm training right because I'm depending more. That's how you know you're training right is when you're depending more. Matthew 5, 3, I'm depending on you more. I'm not coming to this like I've read it a bajillion. I'm not coming at it like that. I'm coming at it, Lord, I want to see your beauty anew. I need knowledge of who you are. I want to invite you to stand. Lord, there is an invitation you give us. And we're hearing it. We're hearing it. We want to be in on the festivities. Banqueting with you. Banqueting with those who love you and call you their Lord and their Savior. We thank you that you invite us into it moment to moment. Where we've gotten lazy or tired or indifferent or cold-hearted. Where we've taken on attitudes that aren't you. Lord, not only would you show us, but would you show us how to work out of them and be free from them. So that our hearts are tender for your heart. Thank you that you haven't called us to legalism or dead works or dead traditions of men. But that you've called us to a vibrant life in you. Where we just say, like a child, show me, Lord. How am I supposed to do this? How do you want me to do it? I don't know. I, I have some ideas, but would you lead me with your passion? Would you lead me by your word? Would you lead me by the wisdom, the counsel of your will? When I open those scriptures, Lord, you can speak to me about what was happening in that time period, but you can also speak to me about what's happening right now. Thank you for raising us up. Thank you for never counting us out. 
Thank you, Lord, for freeing us from insecurities and bondages and unnecessary weights that have been a part of our journey for so long, but that today you make clear to us we don't need any of that stuff anymore. We're excited about what you're going to do in this short window. Yeah, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.